Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. What is up, sister friend? Welcome. Today we are going to tackle a topic. I was recently working with a group of incredible women who were my first round of students, for lack of a better word, in the Garden of Favor framework. So I've mentioned a few times um, that I I did this course and it's an eight-week course and it's and I don't even want to call it a course, but it's more or less an experience uh, with the Lord to help you identify your your calling, your deeper calling. And in that, we talk a lot about uh, the spiritual work, the work that God wants to do in you before he can do the work through you. But once we get to the very end of it, I give very tactical business um, strategies and tips on actually how to launch this thing, whether it's a nonprofit or a boutique or a coaching business, whatever it is, how to do that smart. So we go from very much more of a spiritual experience with the Lord to at the very end, very tactical business methods and, and a way that you can launch your, launch your thing, like get your thing out into the world. And in that, uh, a portion of that is talking about your competitors, your competition, And so I thought I would share this with you guys today because I feel like, you know, there's this, there's this like one side of, oh, let's cheer each other on and let's, let's encourage each other and let's clap for each other, which is awesome. And we should, but then there's always seems to be this underlying, I'm not good enough. They are already doing it. Uh, What they're doing is better than what I have or what I'm doing. And so I want to give you uh, some practical ways and in five different things that you can research your comp- your competition, research your competitors. And I am, as I'm saying this, I have air quotes around competitors and competition in the space that you're in because knowing some things about them can actually help you do your job better. And I'm going to give you a few tips on how to research your competitors and what you want to research about them to help you do your job better. Now, before we get into that, I want to tell you that there is no competition in the kingdom. Can I say that again? There is no competition in the kingdom. And as I was giving them this content, I had to remind them that, listen, even if somebody else is doing something similar to you, that's okay. If you ever feel at any moment in whatever the Lord is calling you to do that somebody has already done it or somebody else is doing it now or it's too similar to what they have, 
maybe you're maybe and you could be on the opposite side of that where like nobody's doing it you have nothing to follow i love those plans that's when you really need kingdom strategy kingdom blueprints to do what it is but when you when there are other people doing it sometimes we can get into this uh, this comparison mode where we we compare everything so i want to remind you there is no competition in the kingdom and i'm going to give you a couple scriptures for that one is galatians 6 4. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone. Listen, the moment you start to feel like somebody's already doing it, that there's enough of those, you know, maybe it's coaching. I feel like I get this a lot from people. Well, there's enough, there's a lot of business coaches or there's a, there's a lot of Christian business coaches or there's a lot of life coaches or health coaches or trainers or whatever. Take a walk down the bread aisle at the grocery store or Target or wherever you get your groceries. Just go take a little walk down the bread aisle and you tell me that there aren't enough people to go around for what God has called you to do. Okay? So don't believe that lie from the enemy that you can't do it because somebody else is doing it. There is no competition in the kingdom. If God is calling you to it, there are people who need what you have. And so your job is to be obedient. Your job is to do it. Literally, there are people waiting on you to fulfill your calling because they need the gift. And seriously, how dare you hold it back because of insecurities or because of comparing yourself to other people and thinking that you're not good enough. So I'm going to give you five tips today that you can use from your air quote competitors to help you do your job better. But before I do that, I'm going to read you one more verse. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interest, but also the interest of others. We can cheer other people on who are in the same space that we are. There is no competition in the kingdom. We each serve a purpose. That's why we are a body of Christ. There's a right arm, a left arm, a right leg, a left leg, a right eye, a left eye. And to, you notice a lot of our body parts have two of like, you know, a right ear, a left ear. There's no competition in the kingdom, okay? I'm going to drill that into you today. There's no competition in the kingdom. But with that being said, I'm going to give you some practical things that you can do to research your competitors to help you do your job better. Number one, research. Do they offer the exact same product or services that you offer or something similar? When you are able to research this, what do they actually offer? Is it the same? Is it different, right? Knowing this allows you to understand what's already out there and what's missing. This is key. This is a good tool to have to know where you can potentially fill in the gaps and where you can, I'm going to talk a little bit later about how you can differentiate yourself a little bit. But the moment you start to have the scarcity mindset that there are too many people doing it, that, that your calling is not important, you got to throw that out. You got to recognize it and you got to pull that weed. That is a lie from the enemy. Scarcity mindset is a lie from the devil. God is a God of abundance. He will never cheat you out on anything when you're obedient. So be obedient. 
Number two is how do your competitors position themselves? How do they position themselves? What, what are they doing? Knowing this allows you to differentiate yourself and do it uniquely as well as know what works well. Listen, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Not always, right? Sometimes we can learn from other people and say, hey, that's working really well for them. They Listen, in my, in my industry, in my business, LinkedIn is a wonderful platform. It's working really well for this person. I should be there. I'm going to go there instead of TikTok or instead of now that I feel like we've got all these new platforms coming out because of a lot of the censorship, which is a whole other podcast, whole other conversation. But like, don't reinvent the wheel always. With that being said, I feel like God, some of, some of you are being called to something. There is no wheel. There is no wheel. Like God is giving you the wheel. And that's why you have to be yielded to his voice. That's why you have to get into the secret place so that he can tell you what he wants to tell you for what you need to know for your calling. However, we can look at our competitors, air quotes, and we can understand what works really well. And then we can learn ways that we can differentiate ourselves from them to serve the people who God's called us to serve. All right, number three is we can understand your competitor's pricing. When you understand your competitor's pricing, there's a few things that you can do with this. One, this is one of the biggest things I feel like I see on Etsy or, you know, boutiques is another thing. People will price themselves so cheap that there is no margin or the margin is so small that it's not even worth having a business. It's truly, it's a hobby. I made this mistake in part of my boutique in the beginning until I started researching. I was working out the pricing and saying, okay, well, I bought it for this wholesale. I'm going to sell it for this. And so in the very beginning of my selling, I was selling too cheap. And what I was doing, yes, I was pricing myself cheaper, but if I would have kept continuing that kind of pricing, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have made a profit at all. And if I did make a profit, it would have not been enough to really be worth having a boutique because it's almost like, like I said, it's like, it's like a hobby. You're just doing it kind of for fun because it's not, it doesn't even make sense. The amount of work that has to go into it and the profit that's being made doesn't equal out to each other. So one, don't price yourself so cheap that you undervalue what you have to offer. You want to be roughly around market value. It doesn't mean you can't have cheaper, but you don't want to it to be so far away that people are kind of questioning, well, why is that so cheap? Listen, there's a reason why people question the, the dollar store products sometimes in, in some ways. Listen, I love the dollar store. Don't get me wrong. I, I shop there and it's fun. There are certain things I will not buy from the dollar store because I am questioning the, the, the like I think of like, I don't know, uh, like toothpaste or some things like lotion, things I'm going to put on my skin. Listen, I am, I'm, I'm semi-crunchy, right? I, we buy a lot of organic. We try not to have the, you know, all the, the chemicals in our products, right? We do a lot of holistic healing. We do a lot of essential oils in this house. We, my kids have literally never been on antibiotics ever. Um, so we don't do Tylenol in our house. Like we fight, uh, you know, and I think there's a place for that, but thank the Lord we've never had temperatures high enough that we would need them. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to get into all of that. But anyways, just from a holistic perspective, we do things a lot different. Um, 
so I buy, I got off on a tangent, um, but I, I wouldn't buy my toothpaste from there because I want, I want to, I want to know that my toothpaste is, is really clean and not to say that they don't have it, but they're probably not having, you know, all the things that I'm looking for. So all that to say, don't under, <laughs> I really got off on a tangent. Bear with me, people. Bear with me, friends. Um, you want to know where to start. And you want to, you don't want to position yourself in a way that's going to make people question, like, is that even good? So I get a lot of questions around getting certified in coaching. And I went through a Christian, biblically ground, like biblically based life coaching program. I get a lot of questions about that. So much that I have a response in my phone so that I I can answer this to people pretty quickly. Because after doing it 20 times, it's like, oh gosh, I need to, I need to have this written down. So I'm not doing it off the cuff every time. All that to say, you know, I researched, and if you are looking to be a life coach of some sort, you've probably researched. There are thousands of programs, like thousands, everything from, you know, a hundred bucks to fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. And so you kind of question like, well, if this is this much money, is it better? And if it's only a hundred bucks, is this even like, is it going to be worth it? Right? So anyways, understand your competitor's pricing. I've stayed on this number for way too long. Moving on. Four, identify your competitor's strengths. Listen, knowing this will give you ideas to duplicate. Again, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but it'll also let you know how you're different and how you can compete with them. Her strength does not mean you're weak. Her strength just means she's good at that and that, you know, maybe you can recognize that that works well for you. Or you could say, hey, she or he is really good at that, but I'm really good at this. And so I can serve in a better way for my people because I'm good at this. On the flip side, point number five is to identify your competitor's weaknesses. Because when you know this, you can fill the gap. And it naturally allows you to recognize your strength. I I find so often that we don't recognize our strengths because they're gifts and they're given to us, like they're God-given. And we take them for granted. But when we can see in other people their strengths, sometimes we feel like, oh, well, I'm not special. I'm not enough. When in all reality, it's no, they have weaknesses too. They're just playing to their strengths. Your job is to play to your strengths. And that's, you know, knowing what I've talked about before is knowing what are your strengths? What are your spiritual gifts? What are are you good at naturally? What have you learned over time? You know, all those things. I think I talked about that in a couple episodes back is, you know, three ways to identify your calling. So researching people who are doing something similar to what you were doing can tell you a lot of really good information so that you can do your job better. Knowing their products and what they offer and how do you, how are you similar? How are you different? Knowing how they position themselves. What works well? What can you do? What can you do different? Understanding their pricing, you know, Get get some ideas of where you need to be in to have that same market value. But, you know, if you have a, you know, if somebody is, I use coaching a lot because obviously this is my world, but I have people ask me all the time, well, what does a new coach, like what should they charge? I'm like, well, the standard price for a brand new coach for a three-month coaching program for a client, typically weekly calls, three months. So that's 12, you know, you're, you're working with someone for three months. You talk with them weekly it's typically $1,500, 500 bucks a month. Like that's a new coach with zero experience who just got their certification. That's typically a price that you would hear. 
So if you're a new coach and you price yourself super low, like way low beyond that, you know, perhaps you're selling yourself short. On the flip side, if you are a seasoned coach and you're still charging those kind of prices, perhaps you're underselling yourself and your experiences. So the next one is to identify your competitor's strengths. And then the last one is to identify your competitor's weaknesses. Where can you fill some of those gaps? And where can you say, hey, well done, go girl or go guy. But then you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play to my strengths. So I hope those things help you. I encourage you to sit down and do some research, research your, your colleagues, right? They're not competitors because there are no competitors in the kingdom and the Lord is not going to cheat you out of anything. If he has called you to it, he will supply more than what you need. So don't have a scarcity mindset when we use the word competition or competitors. There is no competition in the kingdom. And so instead of feeling like you are not, you know, you're feeling less than, I want you to start cheering these people on. Cheering people on. I love, one of my favorite uh, graphics that I've seen over time is, you know, a flower doesn't compete with another flower. It, it just grows. You, my friend, are a flower. And the Lord wants you to bloom. So you do not have to look to the left or the right and compare yourself to the other person blooming next to you. Just grow. That's what I got for you today. If you want to join the Garden of Favor framework for the group coaching program that's coming up, I will leave the wait list in the show notes. And uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for that there is no competition in the kingdom, that you have called each and every person listening to this podcast to their calling for a specific purpose, a specific reason to serve a specific community of people. God, we thank you for how in the details you are of that. And God, we thank you for people who are in the same industry in the same thing that we're doing that we can learn from them and not only can we learn from them but we can we can partner with them and we can encourage them as they are running mission on their own god that you have called us each to run a race i pray for the energy and the stamina to be able to do that and do that to the best of their ability but god we never forget that you are our energy source you are what we need to run this race well and that there is no competition when you are in it because you are going to provide more than enough more than what we need God, we thank you, we love you, we praise you, we ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen.